Hey everybody, it's John, your co-host of Kindred Spirits. We've got another trip to the archives. This week we have our interview with Ashley Sanchez. This interview was fun, and also I referenced her rolling her sleeves up, and then it's something she never did ever again, except for maybe once or twice. So was it this was it this interview that did this? I don't know. Maybe. Could be. You'd have to ask her, but I think it is. Enjoy this interview, and we'll be back next week with another Washington Spirit interview from the past. To RFK Refugees Podcast. This is the third episode of the week. Uh, third, epi- yeah, third episode of the week, which is a lot of episodes. So thank you if, if you've listened to all three. Uh, very excited for this week's episode. We've got Ashley Sanchez uh, of the Washington Spirit. Ashley, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Excellent season for you so far and what counts as your first full season uh, as a pro. How did last year's Challenge Cup, Long Gap, and then Fall Series help you prepare for a full slate of you know, seemingly a million games in, a, in, a, in what is a full NWSL yeah. season? Um, I think it definitely prepared me um, because I was, like, able to get some games under my belt, and that was, like, really helpful going into, like, a real season. Um, I think I was just super excited last year to, like, finally just get in a game. But, um, yeah, I mean, we had some really good competition, and I think although it wasn't a full season, it definitely prepared me for – um, what it was about to happen next year. So, the only bummer, right, is that you didn't have. I feel like the good thing that happens to rookies in the first full season is they hit that sort of wall. There's a lot more games in a college season, so you sort of get acclimated to that. But you didn't really get that. <laughs> this is this is this yeah. this is that year for you. So now you're going into the real thick part of the season in the heat, and uh, now you're getting to do that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess. Hopefully, I won't hit that wall. Yeah, you, not, you haven't hit it yet. So um, how are you carrying the heavy burden of the future legend award uh, from the Challenge Cup last year? Have you planned any sort of Hall of Fame speech? It's got a, it's a heavy mantle to carry, I feel like, uh, for any player. Um, no, honestly, after last year, I didn't. I haven't really thought about it at all this year. So I'm like a new year. No more real season. I think I'm just trying to get better than I was last year. I just love the name of the award. Like they could not have picked a like a headier title for the award. <laughs> like future goat, definitely MVP of the season uh, for future legend. I just that's a great name for an award. Uh, you gave an interview, I think, at the beginning of last year, that you enjoyed creating goals for others more than you like scoring yourself. Is this still true? And I ask because you are not shy to shoot. Uh, so far this season, you're certainly not, you're not, you're not, not wanting to score goals either, but do you still feel like that's, that's secondary to setting somebody up? Yeah. I mean, I think they go pretty hand in hand because the way I look at it is an assist is just as good as a goal. Um, but I think going off of last challenge cup and into the fall series, um, Richie was just like, what, like I would get in these spots where I would beat a player in a box or something. And then I would like take an extra touch and it was just like, shoot the ball. Like you had wide open back post, near post, whatever. And so this year I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take some more shots and see what happens. So, cause I think I was just waiting for like a perfect opportunity to take a shot. And sometimes it's like you hit it and it goes in and yeah. you know, so um, yeah, obviously I still want to get some assists and stuff and, I feel like I've been creating some good chances, but um, no one wants me to get an assist <laughs> yet this year. So, 
Yeah, I, I remember what you were talking about sort of for last year. It would seem like you were you were beating two people off the dribble, and then you were like, I'm looking for a third. I'm in the, I'm in the yeah. box, but who <laughs> else can I dribble past? Right. Somebody come on me here so I can dribble past you. Um, three goals so far this season. I think you've been robbed a number of times. You could have had probably double that, I think, in one game mm-hmm. particularly I'm thinking of. A certain goalie <laughs> making a free kick save that's I will think about, uh, and I'm sure yeah. you are. Um, are you enjoying sort of your role? You're, you're sort of a, you're a focal point of the attack, as a, even as a young player on a very good attacking team. I feel like the style and the tempo and the formation really benefits your, your strength. So what's that like being your first full season, but it's very much like I am the fulcrum of where this offense goes, and it's got to feel, feel good. Yeah, I think last year they had me kind of on the wing, and obviously I like going and taking girls on. But I think at the same time, I've always naturally felt like I drift into the middle. And so I think this year, you know, Richie said, gave me the go ahead to just, he's like, I just want you to get on the ball and, you know, make stuff happen. And I think it's been really enjoyable. Uh, and I felt like it's my most natural position. So it's felt really good so far. This, this is the nine and a half role that he's talked about a couple of times. Yeah. Nine and a half, ten. I don't know. He switches it every Numbers, game. Numbers, so. right? You're, you're in the general middle of the field. And you're going where the ball is, yeah. basically. So uh, in an interview you did, I think, with Black and Red United before this season, you talked about not really being concerned about being double teamed. And it feels like the move instead has been, in some games, the defense. Triple, triple team. That, too. <laughs> However many people they want it. But it also seems like it's, you know, they'll overload the middle with, with another defensive midfielder and try to force the ball outside of the wings, try to keep it away from you. Uh, I'm trying to remember there was a home game this year. It felt like you didn't have a touch until like the 35th minute. I'm not remember which game it was, but it seemed like they were very concentrating heavily on uh, run, making sure. I think it sh- was um, Chicago at Segura. That, sound, that sounds right. Um, yeah. Also kicking you a lot. I feel like you, your foul suffered are, are kind of high. Um, yeah. How do you deal with that and stay mentally like sharp and focused as you see the game sort of being pushed away from you and you can't really force it to yourself. You kind of kind of wait till the, till the game comes to you a little bit. How do you, how do you mentally handle that? Um, I think sometimes I still get a little bit frustrated because I'm like, why, why are they doing that? But I think Richie always says, you know, you got to take that as a compliment. You know, they're trying to put an extra defender or whatever, just so you don't get the ball. Um, but I think I've learned now that I just need to sometimes just go lower, get a touch, and just hopefully keep getting a couple little touches, and then maybe it'll open up and I'll be able to, you know, grow into the game a little bit more. That's another good thing that you're on a team with, you know, multiple attacking dangerous players. Like you, you could be on a team where you are you are it, and there's yeah. no and no one else is going to make something happen. So at least you've got yeah. that going on. That eventually they'll be like. I don't think we can allow Trinity to just torch us down the wings the entire. Yeah, we might have to. We might have to take one of those extra players and put them over there. Yeah. Speaking of Trinity, that's uh, a question you get all the time. You guys are one of the best combos right now and creating goal scoring opportunities. One or number number one or number two. I'm not sure which after this last week, but very near the top. Mm. Um, why do you think that is? Is it just natural? Is it is it a natural chemistry and sort of the way you guys complement each other, or is it, you know, is it extra work in practice ahead of time figuring out like, you know, we're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna get the ball in between us here. The two the two on one last week that should have been a goal was uh, is all. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that I was I said on the podcast last week I was like if you were the defender I think it was Emily, I think it was Emily Fox or yeah. uh, I was like you don't want to be that like that you guys yeah. were running down on her I was like man that's not where you want to be that's yeah. <laughs> the worst place in the field. Uh yeah, but I think it was pretty natural honestly. Ever since like preseason camp, we were just kind of clicking. We knew where 
where each other was going to go or the runs that the other person was going to make. And that was even before we became like such good friends. And now it's like off the field, we are so close that now like on the field, it's translating, translating even more. Um, so yeah, it's, I think as the games continue, it'll get even better. Um, I know you are signed to Adidas, which is a non-athlete is like the coolest thing that I can think of. <laughs> Just like crates of crates of new gear as you ask for them. Uh, I assume you saw Rose Lavelle's New Balance boot earlier this year, her signature boot. And the question mm-hmm. is, what sort of letter writing campaign do we need to get to Adidas to have you have a have a signature boot that you can design like Rose? Because there are there's a big market. I remember when the, the Rose boots came out, a number of journalists were like, they're, they're copping them. They're they're yeah. awesome. What do we got to do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, tweet. Hopefully, yeah. Tweet at them every day. We'll do every, that every hour of the day. There are spirit um, fans that. Uh, well, do do that on the, on certain <laughs> things. So I'm sure we can. I know a couple we could get. We can get on that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully one day that'd be awesome. But right now, just chilling, you know. Just chilling, yeah. enjoying the enjoying the stuff they send and uh, getting to pick what you want. I'm sure that's yeah. that's still pretty good. Um, I had a very dumb idea last week that I talked about needing sort of a USA two team from a national team perspective that competes in Concacaf additionally because there are too many oh. players on the national team who will play, who could play an entire career just lighting things on fire, being uh, NWSL best 11 potentially, just depending on their position, and never play internationally, never get an opportunity. Yeah. Um, obviously, that can't happen. But in my mind, I'm thinking, <laughs> there's got to be a solution. There are too many good players. Um, yeah. As someone who's been in U.S. camps in the past, and we've talked to Andy and Ashley about this this season, in fact, how much does the national team sort of sit in your mind throughout the season as you're playing um and have you been in con- I know you were in contact with uh, with Vlaco at the last camp who told you sort of what he was looking for you to do what are those what are those keys that are, is it is it like what they told Ashley that was like you know just score more goals we would just like you to score a lot of goals <laughs> she's like okay yeah all right sure um I mean obviously it kind of sits in the back of my head um but I think at the end of the day I've been like I've come to the realization that like, if it happens, it happens. And like, that's all dictated of like how I'm playing. And I think it's easy to get caught up in like, oh, there's another camp and I didn't get invited or, you know, and I think for me, I am still young. So it's like, I need to stop putting so much pressure on myself. Um, But at the same time, it's like, I also do have aspirations to be there. So I think it's just like a healthy balance of you know, not getting too hard on myself, not getting too high, not getting too low. And I think that like when I'm in a good headspace, I play the best. So I feel like this year I've just been trying to just play well for my team. And, you know, after the Olympics is over, hopefully there's a couple more cycles of girls that come in and hopefully I'm one of them. The Olympics, um, but, yeah, the Olympics may not dictate it, but I think USA too would probably do pretty well in CONCACAF. <laughs> yeah. I think they would. Uh, but as for what he said, he just kind of was like, you know, I think you're playing really well, but I think in the final third, you need to take those shots. You need to um, put people in dangerous positions to score. And uh, I think that's probably one of the reasons that I'm shooting more. But, uh, yeah. Well, that's, you've had a good start of the season there, if that's the goal. That's that's, that's for sure. Um, when we interview young DC United players, we always ask questions like about the future. You know, the answer is always... Europe. I like to play in Europe. And I think it's somewhat different in the women's game, obviously, because you're arguably already playing in the top league from a talent perspective and a competition perspective. Maybe not a salary perspective, but the other two elements is certainly the top. 
do you have long-term ambitions of testing yourself in different leagues or are you just really focused? Obviously not right now you're focused on where you're at, but is that something that's in the back of your mind, something you'd like to try later down down the line or? Um, I honestly haven't thought too much about it. I'm pretty like, like homebody-ish and homebody meaning like United States. But if I, I think in a couple of years, I think that I still need to develop more um, before I would do that. And I think also with the European leagues and teams and stuff, it's like there's two American players maybe. So I still have to be at that top level to be able to probably go to one of those top teams. But um, yeah, in the future, I think that would be pretty cool, especially because I think it was Tobin Heath and Kirsten Press jerseys sales were like insane last yep. year. So yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. That's the path to a Lambo, I think, is really the, it's really the answer. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 how it's going to happen. Uh, I appreciate you joining. I got one more question for you, just sort of a jokey question. Uh, you've got a pronounced preference for rolling your sleeves up real high. And even in college, that's been your move. Have you considered asking the equipment manager just to hook you up and just cut them off? Just just either hem them at the line. Obviously you got shirt sponsors that you got to deal with on there, but I know that's, oh. I, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a, a move of yours. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know why I do that. And people ask me all the time, like, why are you doing that? And I seriously don't know. It's just like kind of, not, I think I feel kind of restricted maybe. Tell them they got to cut the sleeves. The sleeves got to go cold, spirit. Cut the sleeves. Yeah, even when it's cold, I still roll them. So I'm like, I don't know if it's a comfort thing or like, you know how little kids, they have, like, weird stuff they do? Like, my nephew, like, rubs on people's ears. Like, I think that's, like, my comfort thing. I don't know. That's better than you rubbing on people's ears. If that's what it is, yeah. I think that that's, that's the that way to go. Get weird. That would be that would, you, You'd have a hard time making friends on the team, I think, if that was your move. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for joining the show. If people want to follow you on – so Tori Houston told us last time, if you want to help uh, women's soccer, make sure you're following people on social media. It's the first thing that she's, other than buy tickets and yeah. buy jerseys and buy all that stuff, but where can people find you on, you're not on Twitter, right? I tried to find you to tag you in this. No, post. I'm not on Twitter, but I am on Instagram, Ashley.Sanchez. Easy to find. So make sure you're doing Don't that. Don't have TikTok either or Facebook. So. Okay. Well, then, then you got one shot. If you're not on Instagram, yeah, you, you better you make just, an account. You only got one thing to follow. That's so right. <laughs> Keep it simple. Uh, yeah. Thank you again for joining everybody uh, for joining our third episode of the week. Uh, this will come out. If I can edit it in time, hopefully Thursday night to our Patreons and to everybody else on Friday, if you're hearing this on Friday and you'd like to hear it earlier, go to patreon.com slash rfkrefugees and join us that way. Uh, we look forward to some games this weekend. We'll have a show Monday night live, 8.30, as we always do, uh, covering the games of the weekend. And we'll see you then. Vamos. Vamos.